0: CHAPTER FIVE Silence punctuated the room as Jada, Zora, and Vlad stared at Milo. The quiet then seemed to stretch into eternity as each mind raced with possible explanations all too dangerous to share. The instant that Milo had uttered the accusation, she knew she was unsafe. She was on the palace's premises which were entirely within the domain of the royals, They could accuse her of committing even the most far-fetched offence to protect their secret and then shut her up permanently. Her very presence there, without a direct invitation as a member of the Order, was all they needed. Jada's extended invitation didn't matter, and either way, it certainly wasn't in Jada's interest to protect her now. Milo cursed herself for her failure to stop the outburst before it happened. Still, confusion swept through her mind as it was undeniable that she'd heard Jael's voice, yet inexplicable that the king, his sister, and the commander's wife had been able to do the same. Carrying an honest report back to High Priestess Elian about hearing Jael's voice meant admitting that the others did too, if she told the whole truth. The High Priestess might quicker think that Milo was lying than believe that others outside the Order could hear Jael. An accusation of attempting to deceive the high priestess would result in Milo being stripped of the priesthood and sentenced to death. Before she could think of what to say, Vlad suddenly spoke. Junior Milo, he began with a threatening tongue. I don't know what you think you saw or what you believe yourself capable of by accusing the king of the sky colonies on the day of my official coronation. But let me make one thing clear. This devious plot by the order to strip me of my throne, feigning Giles' voice and accusing others in this way, will cost you your life. The what and wait, echoing from Zora and Jada, held no sway with Vlad's decision. Before anyone could say another word, he shouted, GUARDS! Within seconds, two elite royal guards appeared out of nowhere. They swept into the room, each grabbing one of Milo's arms as they awaited further instructions from their king. Jada was shocked. They'd all been made to believe that Vlad had left his guards behind in Ego. If he had journeyed here alone, how long had his guards been in the capital? More questions arose than answers, but Jada shook them off and focused all her willpower on the unfolding, life-threatening situation with Milo. Your supremacy, Vlad, she started slowly. May I speak with you? Privately? Not without me, Zora interjected. Vlad's eyes grew wild as he glared at them both before nodding. Fine, follow me. Guards, wait here and keep your eyes open. This plot by the order may be far from over. Leading Jada and Zora into his private study, Vlad closed the door behind them, but didn't turn around right away. Instead, with his hand against the door, he said gruffly, If either one of you is about to tell me that killing that meddling little priestess isn't the right thing to do, I suggest we end this sidebar now and return to more serious matters. The decision has already been made. We can't just execute her, Zora retorted. How does that make us any different from the Order? This is a war, woman, Vlad flared. Perhaps it is the war of wars that Jael speaks of in her whispers. Obviously our goddess expects there to be sacrifices in her name. But don't act for a moment like this isn't also in your best interest. Would you prefer flogging? The skyfall? To see each other die? I am protecting you both. I'm saving your lives. Ha! Zora jared. You're saving your own skin. We didn't ask you to be our savior, so withhold your arrogance, Vlad. We can more than handle ourselves. Against the order, he spat back condescendingly. You are one person, Zora. One little fighter from the Earth colonies with no army and no alliances in the sky. On and on, Vlad and Zora argued with Jada drawing back under the building cloud of their fury. They were both so formidable that Jada felt weakened in their presence. All the willpower she thought she had to defend Milo and perhaps save her life drained away. Frustrated by her powerlessness in this crisis and life, Jada whimpered as she clasped her hands tightly and stared at her feet. Her hopelessness didn't go unnoticed. Both Vlad and Zora had heard the tiny cry and instinctively swung towards her. The sight of Jada broke both of their hearts. "'Jada!' they both started while heading towards her. Zora cut Vlad off, grasping Jada's shoulders and staring into her eyes. "'Hey, no one's going to die, except the junior,' Vlad murmured. When Jada's hands covered her face to muffle the sub evoked by his words, he regretted his ill-timed input. Sighing, he decided on a more direct and open approach. "'Jada, what would you have me do instead?' I can't allow her to carry this report back to the High Priestess. My sources recently informed me that Elian's top target over the last two years was me and those with whom I associated. I can't risk any of our lives. So if this is a choice between her or us, Vlad shrugged. Don't you see? Jada replied, slowly finding her voice. For the first time in Milo's life, she heard Giles' voice while also witnessing the same of others outside of the Order. Can you imagine how confusing that must be for her? It must have immediately occurred to her that what the Order taught her was a lie. What if she can be made to see outside? She can end up being an asset, our person on the inside of the Order, Zora added, glancing at Jada as she continued, and she can help us free Jael's servant. I knew you two understood what Jael meant by that, Vlad mused, and we will get to that soon enough. But you've forgotten one thing. These juniors are brainwashed by the Order. They were indoctrinated since they were in the womb and are devoted to their convictions. There's no way to shake a lineage like that, to convert a junior into a true believer. Zora's face morphed into a J. Yeah, just like it would be impossible to have a treacherous royal bred with a golden tech in his mouth gain even an ounce of compassion after hearing the voice of Jael, much less for him to become a true believer. Ignoring Vlad's scoff, Zora added, Unlike the royals who are blinded by their egos, Milo seems humble enough to be more readily open. Jada pleaded with Vlad through her eyes. He felt trapped by the gentleness of her heart, loving and hating it at the same time. Eventually, he conceded, "'We will have one conversation with her in here. If I can be convinced of her openness, I will withhold her execution. But know this. If she betrays us all, our blood is on your hands.' Vlad looked pointedly at Zora, but averted his gaze from Jada. He shook his head as he left the room to fetch Milo, wondering why Jada's softness seemed to soften him. The guards remained outside the door as a shaken Milo entered. Vlad motioned to a seat at the far side of the room, and as Milo sat, she began her plea. I made a mistake. I, I thought I heard something I didn't. I'm sorry for accusing you of your supremacy. I must be going off my knucker. Stop, Vlad ordered. It is too late to retract the truth with these lies. We know you intend to carry information back to the Order, to your High Priestess Elian. We all know she wants my head on a platter, or rather my body flying off the towers. So let's cut to the chase here, because I have every intention of executing you. Milo cried out. No, please. But Vlad ignored her as he continued. Have it my way, you will not leave the palace on this day with your life. But... These two ladies have begged for your life to be spared. Neither my sister Tamina nor Jada wish to make choices as ruthless as those of the Order. However, I think their compassion is misplaced, and that you are a liability to the kingdom and to the truth. For their sake, I will give you one chance to redeem yourself and tell us of the Order's plans, although I suspect it is a chance you will waste. Why were you placed in Jada and Legis' household?" By the time Vlad had stopped speaking, Milo was a sobbing jumble of words and snot. Everything she tried to say was muffled and drowned by the terrifying fate that awaited her. Zora shook her head at the mercy Milo was throwing away with her inability to contain her emotions. It was Jada who felt Milo's pain as her own. She stooped in front of Milo, placing her hands on the junior's lap. Milo, Jada started. This is distressing, I know. Why don't you try to take a few deep breaths with me? Then, when you've calmed down a little, we can talk this through. Milo slowly nodded, feeling the warmth again within Jada's words. She breathed deeper within the small, safe space Jada provided, staring only at the commander's wife as Jada reached forward and squeezed her hands. That's it. Just like that, Jada encouraged. Soon, the avalanche of tears turned into trickles as Milo's words became comprehensible once again. The first ones she chose thereafter were a timidly asked question posed directly to Jada. Have have you always heard Giles' voice? Jada's heart raced, but inexplicably, her spirits soared. Yes, she replied, with a confidence that surprised even her. Always have. I used to think it was my imagination, as I had many imaginary friends as a child. Then, in my teenage years, I tried to pretend I didn't, even to myself. Now I hide it because the Order will see my connection as heresy. After all, I don't come from your lineage. Among the three of us, Lady Tamina is like me. His supremacy Vlad isn't. This is a recent development for him. Yet, we all heard Jael's voice, and that would be treason to admit, except... You also heard Jael when we did. After witnessing this, do you still think Jael only speaks to those of the Order's bloodlines? I... That, that's what we were taught... May I ask, just to be sure, what Giles told you? What were her words? Milo pressed. She said, Free my servant. We all heard it. Is that not also what you heard? Jada hoped with all her might that it was, and from Milo's expression, that hope had paid off. I can't believe. That means... But then... As the dots completely connected for Milo, she glanced at them with increased panic. Had everything she'd ever believed been a lie... Milo had heard rumors about possible candidates outside the order with access to Giles' voice. Still, those rumors had been couched in secrets of stolen babies from priestesses when they all lived in the Earth colonies during the early civil wars. That might have initially explained Jada and Tamna's abilities to Milo in a far-fetched way, but not Vlad's. For Vlad to develop the connection that much later in life was supposed to be impossible. Still, there was a time, scripted in the scrolls, when all members of the priesthood heard Gile's voice from birth. No one was clear on what had changed or why, but it had become widely accepted that most ordained priestesses and priests got their hearing between 16 and 18 years of age. Milo had secretly wondered if those who didn't hear Gile's voice from birth couldn't hear Gile's voice at all, but High Priestess Elian often dispelled such thoughts. She claimed Giles told it was a test of patience for the priesthood, and often spoke of her first encounter with Jael's voice on her seventeenth birthday. A beautifully wrapped gift, she called it. Elian had encouraged all the juniors to remain steadfast and dedicated, and for some, her advice seemed to pay off when they'd finally heard Jael speak. "'What if that is also a lie? What if they're pretending they can't—' Millo's eyes bulge at the next thought. "'And what if High Priestess Elian can't hear Jael either?' Milo's mind felt like it could burst with her quickly evolving reality. She was incensed by the Order's deceptions. Still, Milo didn't trust the royals either. The talks of their unscrupulous behavior were facts, not rumors. Siding with them would mean siding with just another type of evil. Even worse, the king had no issue executing her for discovering the truth. While Tamina and Jada had voted to save her, Tamina still seemed almost as merciless as her brother Vlad. Vlad. It was Jada who paused Milo's blanket assumptions. Jada wasn't a royal, but it was clear she held a soft spot of some sort for them both. Was Jada's vouching for them enough for Milo to risk her trust? Milo didn't think so. As if in response to Milo's doubt, Jael whispered once again, Free my servant together. Milo jumped with Jada, Zora, and Vlad. They knew precisely what that meant. The three stared at each other and then expectantly at Milo, who no longer needed convincing upon hearing Jael for the second time. Looking up at them, Milo nodded and then started. I don't know who Jael's servant is and why they need to be freed, but I can tell you why I'm here, why High Priestess Elian placed me in the commander's home. Milo sighed. I'm part of the secret task force of the Order. Our assignment is to strip the royals of their power once and for all. Succeeding at this assignment would have allowed me to earn my place as an ordained priestess, even if I never heard Giles' voice. For the next hour, Milo revealed many of the Order's intentions for Vlad and the royals. Some weren't that surprising. Others were downright vicious. When the Order imagined taking down the royals, they thought of parading them naked and flogged into streets and tying them up along the marketplaces thereafter so the people could contribute to their punishment. When asked what would happen if a citizen wasn't inclined to hurt the royals, the Order had already internally instituted that such citizens would receive equal punishment. The horrors they had planned turned Vlad's stomach, but it was when Milo spoke of their secret technological advances that Vlad flew into a rage. "'What technology! What advances!' he shouted. Jada gently touched his arm to remind him that Milo was now somewhat of an ally. Somewhat.' because no one was yet willing to reveal that who Milo thought was Tamina wasn't Vlad's sister at all. Milo responded, The Order knows the royals hold that one stronghold over them. They've been experimenting with technology for the better half of a century, but only began to make great breakthroughs over the past couple of years. But how? Vlad asked, eyes narrowing. They'd need access to the earth for raw materials. We have that veiled portal guarded, uninterruptedly. And that explains the mush, Zora triumphantly chaired. That's how you got our mushroom up here. All this time you've been sneaking down to the Earth calls to service both your power and your debauchery. See, you always needed us. Not the Earth calls, Vlad instantly retorted. The Earth. No one cares for your puny population and we don't need any of you. But obviously to keep lifting the sky calls higher, we needed raw materials to enable the alchemic process. They exist in abundance on the other side of the planet but so do many other things, dangerous things that we royals have protected you ungrateful earth calls from. Dangers you can't begin to imagine. Vlad's voice darkened at the end of his rant. Milo's eyes shut from Zora to Vlad, confusion sweeping them into fear. The earth calls? She whispered, trembling. But Zora and Vlad were so caught up in their constant tit-for-tat that only Jada realized their mistake. When Jada tried to get Zora's attention... Her sister's eyes were far away, unusually lost in thought. Zora shuddered, worrying for her team's back-in-the-Earth calls and their exploratory missions further away from the cities. One, in particular, had been tasked to venture as far as possible to the other side of the planet. That group had been due for return a week before she'd left for the sky colonies. They hadn't arrived by the time she'd started the climb. She wondered if the dangers Vlad had spoken of was the reason drained, Zora realized she didn't have the energy to worry about that at this moment, not when she was too far away to do anything to help. Instead, she mentally tabled a discussion with Vlad, especially about the royal's earth portal. It was only at that point Zora noticed Jada's widened eyes and the series of wooded events replayed in her mind. Zora shook her head while glaring at Vlad, and then softened her gaze towards Milo. By now, I'm sure you've realized I'm not Vlad's sister Tamina. I guess it's time to uphold our end of this new shared trust. Turning to Vlad, she added, there are also some things you don't know, but if Jael wants us to free her servant together, then we need to put all of our cards on the table. With that, Zora and Jada share the tragic story of their separation and recent reconnection as sisters. They also disclosed how Vlad had covered for them both, Milo's eyes flooded with sympathy when they told her how the Order murdered their parents for choosing to protect their city daughters. Hearing of Vlad's commitment to Jael's words despite his infamously despicable nature also assuaged Milo's fears of siding with the royals. Finally, when Zora confirmed that the Order could no longer hear Jael and explained that the city had been captured by them, tortured for Jael's words, Milo had heard enough. A sense of militance rose within the junior priestess. She refocused on Vlad's question about the Order's ability to access raw materials on the Earth. However, Milo's response didn't help Zora's worries. She gasped when Milo disclosed. The Order found a different portal, a secret one to the Earth colonies. That's how they've accelerated their tech. But the Order's plans for dominance aren't just for the Sky Calls. They want to rule the entire Earth. Defeating the Royals is only one part. Getting the Earth Calls to surrender is the other. Jada and Milo left the palace together, walking mostly in silence. The reality of their arrangement only grew in awkwardness when Milo finally asked along the way, "'Does Commander Leegis know?' Jada felt exposed for her betrayal when she responded in the negative. Milo's reaction wasn't judgmental, but Jada could only imagine her adjusted impression of their marriage. When Milo then asked what the cover story would need to be for their visit to the palace— the glaring reality of the false foundation she and Legis shared began to haunt Jada. On the one hand, Jada wondered if Legis' love for her could open his heart and mind to the truth. On the other, she knew the one thing that far exceeded his love was his passion for commanding the forces. For him to believe her would mean giving up his life's dream. Jada found herself explaining this to Milo. her own guilt cornering her into the defensive. If I love him, I wouldn't strip him of his dream, she concluded, finding some fake comfort in the logic of her argument. I could never do that to him. Even though his dream is all an illusion, my dream has been to be an ordained priestess. Now I only wish to save Jael, and I'd give all that up to keep hearing her voice. Shattering Jada's comfort, Milo's moment of wisdom was not graciously received. But that's exactly the point, Jada sharply retorted. The thing you truly desired was to hear Jael's voice which would then allow you to become an ordained priestess. You got what you desired, even if it wasn't in the way you wanted it to unfold. However, Legis has wanted to be the commander of the Sky Forces all his life. It was his father's dream, a promise he had Legis make to him on his deathbed, that Legis would become the commander. Legis was only eleven years old then. Yes, but the commander's mission is to protect the city, isn't it? He can still protect it, just from the order, Milo mindlessly rambled on. However, upon seeing Jada's exasperated face, she realized her unintended provocation. Quickly, Milo added, "'Still, Commander Legis may not be so easily convinced if he can't hear Giles' voice for himself. I know I wouldn't have been, not before today. I'm sorry, Jada, if I speak of things I don't know and haven't lived. My mother always said I had a way of poking my mouth where it didn't belong.'" Jada's lips drew tight, finding it difficult not to receive the junior's words as personal attacks. As their home loomed nearer though, she knew it was senseless to blame Milo for her own impossible choices. This challenge had predated Milo's presence in their lives. There were so many times that Jada longed to share her vault of secrets with Legis. So many ways she dreamt of feeling safe in his arms and not just when she was home alone. The truth was that her secrets had placed a limiter on her love for Legis. How could she ever surrender her entire heart knowing the one she loved would likely be the first to arrest her and sentence her to death. Sadness sought to of plunge Jada's soul into a rising depression, but there wasn't any time left to attend to that. As they approached the door, Jada turned to Miller with a sigh. None of this is your fault, little one. Before we go inside, I must thank you for keeping our secrets and choosing to embrace the truth as quickly as you did. You're quite brave, far braver, it seems, than me. But Legis will be home now. Likely wondering where we are and how come we aren't home getting ready for the crowning ceremony. Let's get our story straight. As they briefly reviewed their cover story, Jada was surprised to feel a tiny bit of her loneliness break away. It was odd, but perhaps for the time that Milo would be with them, her home could feel a little safer. Placing her hand on the doorknob, Jada plastered on her usual smile to enter. Milo followed suit. A cry shattered through the dark underground tunnels that ran below the temples of the Order. What did she say? Elian screamed, bringing her arm down with all her strength. The whip cut into Julian's flesh as he let out another blood-curling shriek. High Priestess! High Priest Toma called out as he entered the torture chambers. The crowning ceremony is over. Vlad is officially the king. Ah! Elian shouted, whipping Julian once again while projecting the full force of her hatred for Vlad. panting from the tiring work of Torture, Elian scowled. We need to accelerate our plans. This disgusting city has been particularly tight-lipped for the past few days. Clearly Jael has been dishing out juicy whispers to him. Julian muttered through dripping blood. Has it ever occurred to you that maybe she doesn't speak to me every single day? Oh, she has spoken, Elian jared. Perhaps we can demonstrate how we know this. Toma, bring it in. High Priestess, Toma opposed with fright. I don't think we should reveal. I said, bring it in, Elian growled, causing the priest to rush out of the room for a minute before bringing back a small floating sphere. It hovered above his hand, attracted to a ring he wore to control it. This is Zena. Ellian grinned with an evil sparkle in her eyes. Zena, why don't you say hi to Julien, one of Jael's lovely cities she planted in the city? Julien's eyes widened at the sight of the miniature sphere. No one had seen or heard of the other spheres or their spirits since the royals had begun mining them for their technology centuries before. When the scientists' and engineers' experiments proved destructive in their quest for power, the remaining spheres had disappeared without a trace. An incomprehensible series of whispers echoed through the sphere. They sounded like Jael in some ways, but the voice felt distinct to Julian's soul. Panic soared through his veins as Zena's whispers grew more audible. Hello, Julian. The pain in Zena's voice sent Julian into a craze. Zena, have they trapped you in some way? he shouted. How can I save you? Oh, look! "'The trapped boy wants to save the trapped spirit!' Elian cackled. Then, after catching her breath, she grew serious. "'We were hoping to trap Giles' voice instead, "'but I must admit that having a spy in the spirit realms has been useful. "'And our sweet spirit Zena is obliged through the frequencies "'we have programmed into this ring to shudder whenever Giles speaks. "'Wherever we are, our ring-bearer can feel the vibration.' We have yet to get Zena to translate Jael's words, but one step at a time, and until then, we have you. So let me ask you one more time. Elian raised the whip above her head. What exactly has Jael babbled about for the past three days?